You're listening to the Play Like a Girl podcast, episode number seven. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Play Like a Girl podcast. I'm your host, Nikki B. Here at Play Like a Girl, we aim to encourage more confidence in young women who play sports and give them the necessary tools and advice to have an amazing career in sports and beyond. If you are a young woman who plays sports and lives an active lifestyle, or you know one of these young women, I am so excited you are here. Each week, we will bring you a guest in the sports world or have a roundtable discussion of the many taboo and important topics in the world of female sports. Are you with me? Let's change the game. You play ball like a girl. I'm Nikki B with Play Like a Girl, made just for female athletes. All right, Play Like a Girl listeners, today we have a special guest, one of my best friends and business partner, Tisha Allen Abrea. She calls herself a washed up tour pro who loves to bring swag and fun to the game of golf. She's definitely more than a washed up tour pro, as her and I both are encouraging more women to play golf and changing the game with our influence. She gives great advice on her journey from playing high school sports to getting recruited for college to making the leap to professional sports to finally making the decision to quit playing competitively and follow a different career path. One thing we talked about is the importance of finding a school that fits your needs more than just the sport. We also talk about the identity crisis most most athletes face when they decide to leave their sport and how to know your worth outside of your athletic career. We also talked about working hard versus focusing on branding and social media, as well as the overall lifelong skills you develop as an athlete. At the end, we chat about the vision for our new company for her. She is my PIC, the mocha to my vanilla, so please give a warm welcome to our guest, Tisha. Okay, everyone, I am so excited to introduce to you one of my best friends, my golf friend, my business partner, my the van- mocha to my vanilla, <laughs> uh, Tisha Alanabrea. Thank you, Tish, for coming on to the Play Like a Go podcast today. Of course. Anything for you, Nick. What oh, is up? Um, not much. It's early our time but it's kind of later your time <laughs> but thank you for it's okay thank you for hopping on i know tish is actually leaving for france today so she's got a busy day ahead of her she's going to be hopping on a plane a 15-hour plane ride to france for the evian championship but she uh she came on the podcast for us today so thank you for coming on oh, of course okay no so let's dive into how we met um okay let's yes do it. so you'll basically tell a story yeah, you go ahead and tell the story. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Nick and I met. So I knew of Nick through social at first because we came in, we kind of boomed at the same time in terms of social media and stuff. So I knew of you before. And then um, we all went on that girls golf trip. We say this story all the time, I swear. It was a group of nine girls. We were chosen to kind of essentially create a movement and go on this girls golf trip in Arizona, which is where I met Nikki and a few other girls that we've now grown really, really close to. I'm actually flying with one of the girls right now to France. And um, during the trip, I mean, it was it was a really great experience. And Nikki was one of the girls that I essentially clicked with. And funny story, I'll try and make it short. But I injured myself during this trip by I was trying to move this like metal slab table over, which wasn't connected to the legs. And as I was setting it down, the table was removed from the legs and slammed down on my fingers and crushed them between the ground and the table. And as I went to 
cool off my fingers and run underwater, I pass out. Like, I literally collapsed <laughs> to the floor, and Nikki and one of our other close friends, Kenzie, um, came to save me. and Came to your rescue. <laughs> came to my rescue. Nikki was feeding me oranges or whatever, and I came back to life. It was the wildest thing. And then that is how we met. And then soon after, I happened to be in El Dorado, or I happened to be in NorCal, and I texted Nick, and I was like, hey, how far are you from here? She's like, I'm like five minutes, and then came and visited her, and then we had a lot more gigs in the, you know, right after that, and that was just how our friendship began. We just blossomed. Yes. <laughs> yes, so our friendship started because I saved Tisha. I am just such a great friend. Really saved did. her from passing out. You know, we didn't, ha- we didn't have to call the ambulance. Thank goodness. She was okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. So we met um, on a girls golfing trip, like you said. And um, I think, you know, we both have such a passion for not just women's golf, but women's sports in general and just really joining forces and um, yeah, just helping grow the women's golf space and the women's sports space. Uh, but yeah. before we dive into all of that, how about you tell our Play Like a Girl listeners, who is Tisha Allen Abrea? Okay, so <laughs> a little about me. So I golf has been a huge part of my life. That is essentially what I am and what I do. I began golfing at three. My dad introduced me to the game, and I went through the whole shebang. I went through junior golf, was a top junior golfer in Illinois from eight years old to 12 years old and I played in all the big events and was competing against like Mariah Stackhouse and Lexi Thompson and all that good stuff. Moved to California to pursue golf and I had family here as well at around 12, 13 years old. Continued the junior golf, went through the high school golf, competed for states and all that. Continued on to collegiate golf. I played for Cal State Fullerton, was number one my four years there and graduated in 15. And then after that, I went straight professional and was professional from 15 till now. I'm still considered professional, but I'm now a washed up pro in my in my <laughs> words. But yeah, I, I won a couple of tournaments in my day. And so that's my golfing background. And then luckily when all the social media kind of pushed and came together, I figured that there was something more to do with that following. And I've always had a huge passion for women's golf. Um, even outside of, my, of me competing, I've always wanted to help others in women's golf and encourage others to get into the game, which is I think why Nikki and I click so well um, we both share that passion, and so that is basically my golfing background. Um, and yeah, that's that. Yeah. Well, and it's funny what I found out recently from you. I didn't realize how athletic you were, but I guess you played like. Didn't you play some other sports growing up, even if it was just for fun? Oh yeah, for fun. But golf mm-hmm. was always like my main. I was one of those like crazy Asian parents, like you are a golfer, <laughs> you only be that, you know. <laughs> so um, no, but I I was like really into basketball. I was really into track and running, um, and like would always do like play football and um, you know throwing sports. Um, just growing up, but I couldn't pursue it because golf is, I mean, you know, like Mm -hmm. to be a golfer, you have to put so much time and energy, but I would still consider myself more on like the musically oriented side or like the artistic side than Mm -hmm. athletic. I just like enjoy music a lot and dance. Everyone who follows me knows that I'm just a huge dancer. I'm so fortunate that Nick dances with me all the time. Otherwise I don't know how our (laughs) partnership would work. There's no way. Um, (laughs) There's no way, literally. Talk about that too, because you, I remember you told me that you had to decide at one point between golf and dance. So you danced competitively, right? For a little bit. So talk about that decision that you had to make. So I was um, a part of a, um, a studio, um, from middle school and through high school. And then around junior year of high school is deciding time of 
year of commitment for college in terms of scholarship and, and sports and NCAA and everything. And I was so passionate about dancing that it became an issue and it collided with my time and training. And so my parents told me like, well, you have to decide, do you want to be a golfer? Do you want to be a dancer? And so it broke my heart. Obviously I chose golf because I knew that that's what was going to really elevate my career. And I was already ready for a scholarship and dancing. That was like, I was not going to get anything out of that. It was just literally just a hobby of mine. And so um, I gave it up. And when I went to college, we would have um, athlete talent shows. And mm -hmm. oh <laughs> my gosh, Nick, I was like five, six, seven. Like I was like, oh, yeah. sure, my, my team wasn't going to lose. And we didn't lose. We basically won every year. But, no way. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was so fun. And that was like my means of making, of creating while being a golfer. And so flash forward to now, I am very fortunate and it's very weird, like what we do as influencers, but I've been able to somehow mesh both dancing and golf, the two things I love, because I thought for the longest time, like, that's it, dancing is done, like, I'm too old to hip hop mm -hmm. dance anymore, I can't do that, like, I don't have it like I used to, but now I'm I'm still doing it in a very weird way, meshing it with <laughs> golf, but I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to put both together, but I did put it down, the competitive dancing in high school. I love that. I, you know, it's funny. Our golf team, because we had the talent show too in college, mm -hmm. and we never did anything because yeah. we were just, I mean, I was the only one that ever wanted to do anything because you know me, I'll get on the dance floor with you, no problem. Yeah. Like, yes. I do not I care. That. But the other girls, not so much. So I love that you guys won the, the talent competition every year. Like, oh my gosh, I have you, to you represented. <laughs> yeah, you need, to sh you need to show me YouTube videos, but I yeah. love that you represented and you made golf cool. The golf team was cool. Love that. <laughs> But talk about your, like how you made that difficult decision. Cause I know a lot of girls who are in high school, they have to decide between one sport. They, they probably play like a couple of sports, maybe two or three. And once it comes to college, they have to decide to choose one and just go, you know, down one path. So talk a little bit about that and like your advice to them if they have to make a decision. Right. I mean, it was tough. I mean, it was completely tough. To, I mean, especially when you love two things at once, it's, mm -hmm. it, it feels like you, it takes a part of your identity. Even now, me not playing professional golf, it takes away my identity, it feels like. But I think with that, you have to firstly choose, you have to choose really what makes you happy and what's really going to fulfill you. And golf does make me happy and it does fulfill me, but it took me a while to realize that because I had to see golf outside of the competitive world. But I think girls who are making the decision of splitting two things that they love is that it doesn't mean that it has to end. Like you can still find ways to do it. Like even if you're split, like like for me, like golf and dancing, I can still dance for fun. It doesn't mean that it's it's over, it's dead. Like no, try and incorporate it into your life, whether it's even if it's not your main thing, it doesn't have to be it. Mm -hmm. Like and, and, and also for girls who are struggling with decisions, like know that whatever you choose, that these titles don't define you as a person. Like me stripping away the dancing title, it doesn't take away from who I am. Me stripping away the professional golf title, it doesn't take away from who I am at all. And so, mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's important for girls to realize, like just because you have to go down one path and choose one sport doesn't mean you still can't have that other thing in your life, right. whether it's a sport or dance or some, you know, theater, whatever it may be, you can still yeah. do it on the side and incorporate it yeah. somehow. Yeah. Don't have to give it up completely. Cause let me tell you, Tisha brings swag to golf like nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to give you a title like swaggy golfer or something. Oh my gosh. New Instagram handle. <laughs> New Instagram no. handle, swag golfer, bringing swag to golf. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Okay. And so let's talk about too the process of getting a college scholarship, how you went about that, the recruiting yep. process, how that all happened. Yeah. So I don't even know if you know this, Nick, but I actually like have, I've helped with con consult consulting girls on this. I get, I get DMs all the time and I'll actually take time out of my day to email these girls and let them know my process. And so any girls who are listening, who are looking to go into collegiate sports, whether it be golf or not, but specifically golf, cause I actually know how that process goes. Um, I, it, firstly, it is a stressful process, but know that you will get through it. Um, for golf, it's crazy that recruiting literally now goes to like freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. Like they will now look back so far and they have people on their roster set for all the years because girls always come and go. Mm -hmm. And so for girls who are trying to get into it, I strongly suggest um, if you're getting, if you're trying to compete in collegiate women's golf, then definitely get into to have, be a part of junior golf tournaments leading up into high school, get into it. And by all means, it does. it's not the world's end if you're just getting into it in high school, like if you're just competing freshman to junior year. But um, know that there's also value to not just your competing, but also who you are as a person. These coaches look at you and your mm -hmm. personality, your dynamic, because they need to know that you're a team player. As much as golf is an individual sport, you have got to work with a team. You have got mm -hmm. to work with a coach and put your trust in these people because you're you're putting four to five years of your life with these people. You got to be cool with them, mm -hmm. you know. And then it's so true. Yeah, and then and also your education. Obviously, you want to make your decision based on your future. I was very fortunate to know that I knew I wanted to be in front of camera. I knew I wanted to speak, and so in choosing Cal State Fullerton, I knew that their communications program was key. And it helped me decide and cut off my other decisions also in that process. So right. or as a player trying to go to college and play on the team, um, be sure to obviously perform well, play well, make sure that you are a personable person and make sure you have a the, the earlier you have a clear idea of what you want to do in terms of your, um, you know, your major, that will definitely help you. Mm -hmm. And and then just go from there and, and know that it's not all necessarily performance based. Right. And that you can always improve, even while in college, you can improve that scholarship, you can improve anything, you could transfer, you could, you know, it's really up to you. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah, I think those are such great points because those are some of those things are what helped me get my scholarship because mm -hmm. I actually had a conversation with my coach just, I think, last month. And he told me, oh. yeah, and he told me, like, he doesn't just look at your scores, he doesn't just look mm -hmm. at your grades, he also looks at um, how how the, like what the school means to you. So he told me like, if there's a girl who tells me, oh, I have family that lives in that area, or, oh, um, I know so-and-so that goes to, you know, that school. He said that he takes that into consideration because if they have an emotional tie to the school, he's more yeah. inclined to um, choose them and, and you know, uh, to be on the team. So that's one thing I would say, like having some sort of emotional tie or if there's, like you said, if there's a program at the school that you want to go to, yeah. um, I think coaches are more inclined because they know you have more of a vested interest in going there. Because um, I know for me, I was looking at UC Davis, I could have walked on there, but they didn't have any programs that I was interested in at all. So I'm like, I could go to this amazing school, but one, I'd be a walk on and two, they don't have any program that I'm remotely interested in. So I think right. I'd be wasting my time. So for me, when I went yeah. to Sacramento State, he knew like, okay, I'm a local girl, like, I probably will stay there for the whole time because like my I have all my family and friends are there. Um, and yeah. he knew that I was like, 
he knew I'd be the spirit gal on the team, which I totally was. <laughs> like, I feel like I was so totally cute. just the happy-go-lucky, like, get everyone together. You know, yeah. that's just how I am. I just love the whole team camaraderie and team spirit aspect. So, yeah, that's so true. But the one thing that's so different today than when we were being recruited is that girls are getting recruited, like you said, freshman year. But they're even getting recruited, I feel like, kind of technically in like middle school too like they're getting looked at so it's never too early but with that being said I like how you said don't be afraid if if you have a late start because like I started you know 12 13 is when I started playing and I still got a scholarship so you just have to kind of rethink and rework where you're looking because I thought I was going to go off and go far away to school but it ended up being Sacramento State made the most sense because they had a spot left they had some scholarship money left um but yeah I think those are great points for our girls yeah, yeah yeah that's so funny I didn't know you were thinking about UC Davis we could have almost been on the same team were you thinking uh, yeah. of going to Davis they, that was my last three oh. UC Davis was my final three but then what it came your... down to um I because I, I ended up wanting to stay in California so I was mm-hmm. between Fullerton Long Beach and Davis oh and I, my gosh yeah, yeah. and How I remember funny. emailing them and I said I'm so sorry I'm I think I'm gonna put Davis down and I want to narrow it down in Long Beach and Fullerton. Yeah. No and it really came way. down to like the, my major. Like I really, I just yep. knew Cal State Fullerton had an amazing communications program mm-hmm. and yep. like nothing to that team or anything. Cause they're an amazing team, but also oh, yeah. too, like I wanted to be, I wanted to have as much playtime as possible. Mm-hmm. And I knew that like they had a fantastic program and coach exactly. and team as well. But, um, I didn't want to play four and five. I wanted to mm-hmm. play one and yeah. two. And so, um, yeah. Yeah, same thing. They were good back then, but like oh, you they're said, they still good, I think. oh, they're yeah. they're so good, but they don't they just don't have a communications major. They do, exactly. but it's like but agricultural it's not, yeah. communications, and I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything in agriculture. Sorry, UC Davis. <laughs> right, but it is right. a fantastic school if you do want to go there. <laughs> it is. It's great. It's pretty. That's fun. that's funny though. I feel like we were just meant to cross paths at some point. And the funny thing is, we played in college together, and we went to some of the same tournaments, but we had no yeah. idea. We didn't meet I each know. other until. So it's crazy how the world works. Crazy how life works. Yes. So we were just meant to meet each other one day. Yeah. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So let's talk about our passion for women's golf and sports. Um, So we mentioned how we met. Um, We met at that trip in Scottsdale, Arizona with all the other girls. Um, So do you want to talk about what that was and what that came to be? Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, we were brought together, um, us girls, because we were chosen to kind of to basically it was a girl's trip but we were kind of chosen to ultimately create a movement which then became known as woman would drive Mm -hmm. and we all came up with the name we kind of all gathered together and we found that we all had a passion for it obviously me and nick kind of kept with that passion and we really like spearheaded that that's eventually how we led into um becoming the faces of woman would drive in the future um but yeah we we were just all really passionate about making an impact in golf and we thought like, let's use this following to build something better and build a women's golf community of some sort. Like, we're all here together. We're now a community. Let's, like, branch out. And so that's kind of how it all started. And that's how we eventually found that, like, yo, like, you and I, like, we can really do something. And with that, it eventually led to there was us nine girls who kind of led and we're like the main, I guess, ambassadors of Woman Would Drive. The which OGs. Was the, main, <laughs> the, we are the OGs, yeah. And then eventually, um, 
the other girls, um, the other seven girls kind of went and did their own thing. They're all killing it in their own realm, whether it be professional golf or a couple of girls have a company, an events company and everything. So that was, I believe, what was that, Nick? Like April of 2016, mm-hmm. April or May of 2016. That's when we made Womanwood Drive. We changed the name. And by October, November, me and Nick, we were just like on the phone with each other, like, all the time and just saying like we could do so much more we could do so much more and then finally we approached the um the guys who ran the whole thing and said like listen this is a women's golf movement you gotta you guys gotta have women in front of it like Mm -hmm. how about us like we Mm -hmm. are both so passionate we think we can move the needle and then by january uh 2017 and after the pga show me and nick were able to make a huge hit um just us two girls and you know making a a move in the women's golf world and so mm-hmm. that's how that's how that started that's that yeah. intro as an athlete you have to work hard but with your nutrition you shouldn't have to pause nutrition makes nutrition attainable by revolutionizing the way it's delivered pause nutrition provides 28 grams of high quality protein and packaged in water soluble pods made from 100 percent food grade ingredients its convenience and portability make it super easy to just drop shake drink Make your training worth it with Pods Nutrition by using code PLAG15 at checkout for 15% off at pods.com. That's P-O-D-Z dot com. Yeah. yeah. So, well, before we dive into that, I want to jump back yes. because I, you mentioned some of the girls were playing professional golf. So yeah. talk about, before we dive into Woman With Drive yeah. and our, uh-huh. our new venture that we have, yeah. talk about how you went from playing college golf to professional and then where you're at today. Because I think... Okay. Um, I do want to talk about that whole transfer or that whole, you know, everything that you went through. And I know you mentioned like identifying yourself as an athlete and now kind of having to, you know, identify yourself different because that's a huge thing for girls once they're done with either high school, college or professional sports. So run us through that kind of that timeline. So, oh my gosh, this is such a big topic too. And this is what I'm so excited for in our new venture because we can Mm -hmm. help girls with this because you and I have been through it and. So the process of going from college to pro, I think, is one of the scariest things. Mm-hmm. And like, Nick, you didn't even you didn't even consider trying, right? I didn't consider trying. I knew, <laughs> I like, knew better. I was like, I, I am not good enough. I barely travel on my college team. <laughs> like, like, let's just go straight into media, okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I knew, even you know, from the very beginning, that like, no matter how I did in college, I was like, I am gonna go pro. Like, I did not put all this time and effort and you know, blood, sweat, and tears to not go pro. So actually, my last college golf tournament, Nick, I finished dead last in conference championship. It was no. so embarrassing. I I shot over ninety. Any of you guys watching who knows golf? You feel like you want to quit golf if you shoot ninety, okay? Yes. That is not allowed. Okay. So Side note: I, I did. That. I came in. I came in dead last in a tournament in Hawaii one year. I think it was my freshman <laughs> or sophomore year, and I, yeah. I was like, the world is ending. I like. It I think it was like my that. freshman year, but then my senior year, I actually did pretty well. So I'm like, redemption. I came back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So try. But it is the worst ending. feeling in the world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ending your career. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I DFL'd on my last collegiate appearance. Oh, like no. it was me. Yeah, it was the most emotional. Excuse me. Um, it was the most emotional. <laughs> sorry. It was getting so choked bad. up over here. <laughs> I know. Um, and and so I still decided to go pro after that, and that was a really hard comeback coming from mm-hmm. last place. But <laughs> the process of that, and I know that every girl, because I've had so many girls approach me about this, the normal thought of every girl coming out of college trying to go pro is, what do I do from here? 
Where do I go? How do I get sponsorship? What do I do to get people's attention? What, like, what, where do I go next? What tour do I go on? And so in, in brief, I'll just give you, give these girls like some advice, I guess. So firstly, the way I did it was I knew immediately. So firstly, I knew I was going to go pro. Like there was no chance that was going to change. And then right after that, I immediately got to working at a golf course and I went to a private club because I know that at a private club, obviously, like the members are there, are there a lot more homey. Um, and I knew that, you know, when you're in a private club, they usually private clubs like to help players that play for them. Mm-hmm. And so I started working at a private club while in college, knowing I was going to go pro. I was prepping mm-hmm. myself for the tour. I was already saving my college money and college scholarship to go on tour. Like there was, I was already set. And so I can get the struggle if some girls are just like graduating and they're like, okay, now I want to do it. I was already planning. So that's mm-hmm. what was even crazier. And so the way I went was I got in a private club. I went to a private club where I knew that there wasn't going to be many female golfers. I became the top golfer there. I worked it with all the members. I became best friends with everybody. And it was a grind, Nick, like being <laughs> outside services. I was cleaning the cart. I was making sure I was getting all these heavy bags for all the members, cleaning the cart barn and like taking out the trash and picking the range. Was Let me tell you. Place, was this a place when you would clean the car and then everything, all the water would funnel to that um, hole in the ground the and then sewage. you would have to clean the sewage, you would have I, to yeah. clean. And yeah. then she would have to yeah. literally vacuum out the sewage yeah. from the yeah. hole in the ground. This was yes, Tisha's me. job. It's yes. not glamorous, me. okay? Professional no. life is not glamorous. <laughs> no, it's not. Me, like this little tiny Asian girl is cleaning out a sewage system of the golf course okay and and then i would pick the range and i kid you not whenever i was in the picker everyone loved to hit me and it sounds like a bomb okay (laughs) it was like i can have like ptsd from how loud the shots were from getting hit like it was i'll get hit but from like 200 yards out and it was like the world was ending for those of you who don't know when you're on a driving range you're in this like golf it's a caged golf cart (laughs) but people golfers love to they think of the golf cart as a target and they kind of like disassociate the fact that there's someone in the golf cart in the picker like picking up the golf balls so they'll use the golf cart as a target and they'll just hit golf balls right into the cage and so i could only imagine it's like you're going to war when you're in the it was was literally like a war zone and then no one knew that one of my doors was broken for the entire year so every time i'd make a turn facing the people hitting me i would have to hold hold the door shut as i'm driving by and they're all laughing and i'm over here like crying like i'm gonna really get hurt (laughs) oh my gosh yeah it was such a safety hazard anyway so that talk about making you a stronger person (laughs) exactly totally and so but that whole grind helped me get really close to the members and eventually the members make the members make a difference at every golf course and they started mm-hmm. telling the pro shop like hey we want her to start competing like stop giving her so many hours and so i started to work less train more and they essentially got me off the ground my 2015 2016 year and they put money in a pot for me to go out there mm-hmm. and so that is how i strongly recommend girls who are trying to go pro to mm-hmm. do like i know that we live in a world that is huge on social media Nick and I are big on social media, obviously. And I was very, very fortunate to grow my social media during a time where it was in the beginning of my professional career where it really helped me. Like I got gear, I got clubs, and I got all that from social. But I think a lot of these girls coming out of college feel a lot of pressure to mm-hmm. build their social media um, in order to be noticed and everything. And by all means, we are for that because social media is a, a great way to expose yourself to not just what's around you, but to the world. 
right? But I strongly suggest that if you really want to be a, a professional golfer and you really want to get out there and you're not in it for the looks, the popularity, whatever it is, put your head down, train, get close to a club, find private sponsors because social media is not going to uphold you. Mm-hmm. Like your performance and your appearance, yes, will help you, but get a backing first before building your marketing deck mm-hmm. and go from there because that was one of the hardest transitions for me. So now looking at my career in hindsight, it was only a couple of years in really, but I was a much better player when I wasn't so heavily into the social. But I was never in social for bad reasons or bad intentions. My mm-hmm. intentions have always been to grow the game and never to use it like, oh, look at me kind of thing. But um, my career was best when I was funded and solid by an outside source. And so my that was my 2015, 2016 year. I was supported by my golf club. Mm-hmm. In 2017, I survived on all my earnings. I was one of the top mini tour players. I won two events in 2016, Cactus Tour and NWGA Tour, um, finished top five in every open tournament that I played. Um, I And I was on the positive side in terms of making money on the mini tour. And it's really hard, you guys. Hard. Like. It That's is hard so hard. To do. Entry fees, if, for you guys who don't know, entry fees are between $400 to $800. First place for an average women's golf event is twenty to 2000 to five grand. If you see a, a, a tournament winning at around nine to 10 grand, that's a really good event. Mm-hmm. Um, even on Symmetra Tour, earnings or first place finishes around 15 grand average. You don't make anything. You mm-hmm. really lose a lot of money. Because you have to so factor me, in travel, you have to factor in practice rounds, caddy, food. everything. Mm-hmm. Food. Yeah, it's rough. Mm-hmm. It's so rough. And so for me to be on the plus side in terms of earning money my whole 2016 and, and also having savings led me to my 2017 career. But then I got really engulfed with social and I loved it. I And I got, you know, my clubs and everything taken care of through there. But then I then became, um, I, we slowly started taking over Wilmawood Drive together. And that's when I started to feel a divide in my personal, like, you know, what do I want to do kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Where is my passion? And I, and through that, through that time period, I was able to find that, like, I love golf. I love competing in golf. But when I put my head down and just train and stick to myself, I'm not making a difference in anyone but myself. And I want to really impact other women in golf by helping them through their experiences and encouraging more girls to get into the game. And I'm not going to do that being a professional golfer. And so towards the end of 2017 and Nick went through this process with me and would ask me all the time, like, do you know what you want to do? And that was a really difficult time for me. Um, I found that like my passion was not in it when it came to competing. Like I, this is going to sound very bad on my part, Mm -hmm. but it was when I, I found that I loved it in competing when I succeeded. I Mm -hmm. loved the attention I got. I loved the love I received. I loved all of that, but that's never the reason why you should compete. So for mm-hmm. anyone who's trying to go into pro golf, you must love it. You gotta love the grind. You gotta love doing it for yourself. You gotta enjoy the process. Like I love competing because of the people I met, but I also love the accolades that came with it. And I knew when I said that to myself that that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And so when I put that down and I thought, I know that I have a knack for media. I know that I can influence people for the better. And that's when I wanted to go full throttle in terms of woman would drive. And it was a hard process. Like I literally, like not many people knew this, but like I cried over and over and over again because it's like, oh my gosh, I've been competing for Mm -hmm. 15 years. What am I? Who am I if I'm not a pro golfer? I don't want to take pro golfer out of my bio. Like I mean, I'm nothing now. And it took a lot of just like accepting myself and knowing that I'm worth more than just being a pro golfer to know that that title 
doesn't define me and only mm-hmm. that. And also, I don't even need to take away that title because I've earned money on tour and I don't intend on reverting back my status. But now I would just want people to know that like there is more value for myself and me than just being a pro golfer. And to all the pro golfers out there, there is more value. You do not have to define yourself as only a pro golfer. Actually, if you show people that you can do other things outside of pro golf, you will be of more value. You know, and Mm -hmm. so that was essentially my whole process. And I swear, like, if any girls have any need any advice from Nick or or Nick or myself in terms of going from college to pro and how to go about that, and and possibly from pro to moving outward and onward to media stuff, please reach out to us because Mm -hmm. we know that firsthand how difficult it is. Like, oh yeah, I went through all the emotions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. Tish and I. For any of you, even if it's not golf, like. If you want to reach out to Tish and I, like, via DM on Instagram, like, we are more than happy to just, like, lend some advice or just, like, lend an ear to girls who are going through that. Because I know I know you said you help girls with the college process, and I have, too. Mm-hmm. I've had some girls reach out to me. If anyone yeah. ever reaches out, like, you know, with questions about anything re- regarding golf or just recruiting mm-hmm. process or, like you said, going from um, playing sports and then not and trying to figure out what, that identity crisis and that right. what's next – yeah, we're more than happy, but I'm I'm happy you brought that up because I think your story can help other girls with what right. they're going through because it's hard as athletes, we identify ourselves as athletes. And then once we realize that we're ready to move on from it, I think it, we're, it's, we're excited, but at the same time, it's like, oh my gosh, like I've identified myself as a golfer or a basketball player or a soccer player for almost my whole life. And now it's like, right. now what, what am I? But I think it's important for girls to know you are not defined just by your sport. Even if it's the only thing you've done for, you know, your entire (laughs) life, if you haven't had any other hobbies or activities that you've, you've done or played, you are not, your worth is defined more than just your sport. Right. Yeah. Yeah, And and these girls too, don't really like, like I've, I've had a few girlfriends who are like really big in basketball and they went overseas Mm -hmm. and they tried to do it. And now they Mm -hmm. come back, they don't know what they're worth. And I'm like, and they're like, now I feel so behind in life. And I'm like, gosh, no, you don't know how much value you are being mm-hmm. a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know that your work ethic compared to an average person just going yes. straight into the business communications field is out is like off the charts? Right. If you are a professional athlete, you know discipline, you know hard work, you know training more than anyone mm-hmm. else. And if you put that effort into your business or whatever communications, whatever you want to do moving on, that is humongous. Like, 100%. I, I get it. It's hard. It's so hard to make that transition, but you just have to know, you have to know your worth. Mm -hmm. Like know that when you're a professional athlete coming into transferring into normal life or whatever you want to call it, you are worth so much because Mm -hmm. all the things that you've learned as a professional athlete can be inputted into Mm -hmm. a normal job. Oh, 100%. I mean, you and I were lucky. We still had jobs, you know, throughout high school and college. So we did get that experience outside of our sport. But if you don't (laughs) have that, you need to know that your sport has given you so many yes. great skills like you like you said you know time management you know discipline you know hard work you you know you have yeah. so many skills so if you're like done with playing college sports or professional sports and you're mm-hmm. like oh crap all i have is my sport you need to realize yeah. that you have so many skills and you need to take yeah. like think about okay well what did i do in my practices what did i do in my games like what skills have i learned teamwork that's a huge yeah. one um, so yeah, yeah, I think a lot of times, a lot of times too, athletes have a, a benefit over people that didn't play sports because yeah. of, because people know that they're a team player and people know that they, you know, will put their head down and work hard versus other yeah. people who haven't had that team experience before. 
So completely agree. And I think also too, like these, these girls, like when they come out and they just don't know what they're doing, like they also realize like, yes, you learn work ethic and everything as an athlete, but you also are, you're an amazing communicator as Mm -hmm. an athlete. You are constantly interacting with fans, with people, Mm -hmm. with your team. You have to have communication being an athlete. And so know that that is also a huge quality in the workforce, work ethic. And communication will get you so far and just oh, accept that oh yeah 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 i would totally. definitely recommend if you can get some sort of job you know just a part-time job in your sport in your it can be like you said at a golf course or maybe like at some sort of club or some sort of fitness center or whatever it may be i would recommend that just so you have that extra little experience but if you can't yeah. just know that you have so many skill sets that you've learned through your sport yeah, you're not starting from scratch. No, not you're at all. Ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Totally. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into um, woman with drive. I know we talked about that a little bit. Um, so I know we left off where we talked about we started working with woman with yeah. drive. We kind of became the faces of woman with drive. Um, but now let's talk what? about <laughs> our new venture and what we're doing now. Oh, how exciting! Oh my gosh, we literally just. You guys, we just launched like a few days ago and it has been insane, the love that we have received. Yes. And so, um, so leading up into now that time frame, so Nick and I, we were very fortunate to be faces of this company and we made amazing relationships and amazing connections along the way and everyone has been extremely supportive of us in that endeavor. And now Nick and I have decided to pursue our own company, our own venture just between her and I, and it is called For Her, F-O-R-E in all caps, lowercase her. And the four stands for fearless, um, optimistic, uh, resilient and empowered and that is exactly what her and I stand for now we are so excited about it and it is unfortunate that we had to step away but we just no longer saw eye to eye with the other partners in that company and I truly feel like with the passion and love that we have for the game between Nick and I that we can move miles like mm-hmm. just between us and so I think it's been it's been an emotional roller coaster, but mm-hmm. this has been such an exciting process for us because now it's almost like sky is the limit. And like as Woman Would Drive, it was mainly a social media marketing company, and we had to really sit down and ask ourselves like, if our motto was to encourage women to get into the game on and off the golf course and connect, we didn't really even feel like we were doing that as mm-hmm. much. Like we kept saying it and saying it, but were we doing it? And so. And in hindsight, I don't feel like we really were like we were to a little extent, but not to what we really are capable of. Mm -hmm. And so that is our goal now with this new company is to literally inspire and connect these women on and off the golf course, use golf as a business tool. And we have so many cool things coming, you guys. Like Mm -hmm. we are so excited about 2019 um, and the plans that we have. And so. Yeah, yeah, that's basically yeah. a bit of our new yes. endeavor. And I think um, the one thing, probably you both of our biggest pieces of advice to our listeners is if you're not fully um, invested in what you're doing, if you don't fully believe in what you're doing, whether it's with your sport or with the company that you work for, you need to take a stand for yourself and leave. And okay. it's a very hard decision because, like you said, we built these relationships and we had it gave us the platform that we have today and we are so internally grateful for it. But there comes a point where if you're not seeing eye to eye, if you know, your visions for the company aren't matching up, 
it's time mm -hmm. to take a step back and um, you know walk away. So I think yeah. um, for any of those girls out there, if you know in your heart something isn't right for you, it's okay to leave, right? Um, it's okay totally. to you know go your separate ways and do something different. So that's what we're doing. Um, and yeah. we're so excited about For Her. And we named it For Her for that reason. Like this is for her. This is for, for the woman. Her. This is for the female athletes out there, just for the women that want to play golf. Um, and we're, we're so excited for it. So For Her yeah. is going to be, um, basically we're going to start out with a seven day challenge. That's our plan. Uh, so it's going to yeah. be a free seven day challenge. So women who have never played golf before and like want to learn how to golf, we're going to give them a free seven day challenge to learn how to play. Um, and then we're going to, it's going to be membership based. So we're really excited about that. And the membership, is just a one-time fee. It's a lifelong one-time fee, lifetime fee. Um, and you, yeah, get a membership. You get exclusive content from me and Tish, um, learning how to play golf. We're going to go over everything related to golf, not just like, you know, how to swim in golf club, you know, course management, but also fitness and like everything related to golf. Um, and so we're really excited for that. Of course, we're going to have like free content that we'll have on our Instagram and our website, but the membership is going to be awesome because you'll have discounts to our events and we're planning some events for 2019. You'll have discounts on our swag. Um, you'll kind of, it'll kind of be like a VIP type of thing. Um, and yeah. there'll be ways to connect actually with women, um, hopefully on our website um we're trying to figure out how we're going to connect them but yeah it's going to be really really exciting um do yeah. you want to talk about a high level overview of our events that we're planning for next year so for our events so our we so during Wimola drive we tried to host meetups and such mm -hmm. and it was successful but they were a lot smaller to scale and so we found that nick and i have found a passion for these kind of events that we're planning in 2019 and so <clears throat> What we have planned is, I don't know, even know what to call it. Like, uh, we we're hosting. Well, we'll we'll just say we'll just say we're going to be hosting at least two big events next year. Yes, we yes. have, to, and they're much bigger. Yes. Um, should I say like kind of what they are? Probably yeah. not. Maybe we should. No, not yet. Yeah, okay. Keep an element can, of surprise. We'll I'm not sure. It. I'm not sure we can talk about it yet. But it's going to be very okay. exciting. It's going to be um, a type of networking event. I guess we can probably yeah. give them that much. And then the other yeah. one is going to be some sort of a golf tournament. Can I say that? Yeah. 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 All right. Will, it will put <laughs> professional and, and amateur yes. golfers alike. And it, one's going to be West Coast and one's going to be East Coast. So we'll be able to hit both. Yes. We're hoping to do more in 2019 than just those yeah. two. But we're starting mm -hmm. out. We have two in the works right now and we're hoping that they're going to be successful enough that we can do a couple more so we are very very excited for them um yes. and we might be able to get some like big names at one of actually both of them too so that's going to be both really events. exciting yeah yes yeah no yes. i know so excited so yes we have events coming we have a membership Mm -hmm. um coming uh what else we have online courses coming mm -hmm. where yeah. we have a lot of things in the works gonna have so some are... swag which i'm excited about gonna rock some for some... her hats <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah super excited for the swag and mm -hmm. then and then we'll continue um with our social media uh, marketing and mm -hmm. pushing through social and and just changing the way that we deliver our our social media plans so Womola Dry was essentially like a just love for women's page. Like sharing. a reposting, yeah. It was a repost page. And mm -hmm. so now we're really excited that we have a lot of plans to have a lot of original content, mm -hmm. a lot of things that are really solely or, or pushed towards women, women's golf, um, that will encourage women to get into the game and educate women to get yes. into the game. And so 
It's just yeah. a whole restructure, and mm-hmm. we are so, so excited. Um, it's been a crazy past few days. Mm-hmm. We have been absolutely restless, but we are so excited because we know that that this will make a difference. Yeah, time. I mean, we'll actually be really pursuing our motto. Yep, we literally, as we're recording this, we launched this literally a couple days ago, like three. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All good. We launched this literally like three days ago. Um, yeah. And it's been the feedback has been amazing. And actually, when this podcast um, launches, when this podcast airs, Tisha will be just coming back from France. She's going to the Evian Championship. Like we said, she's hopping on her flight uh, later today. And so yes. she's going to do some, you know, social takeovers there and and meet with all the LPGA players. So I'm excited for you to talk to them Thank about for you. her. And I know I you're going to do great. Yes. <laughs> We went last year. Unfortunately, I'm not going this year. I can't. I have I have personal obligations that I have to stay home for. But um, yeah, I think it's gonna be gonna be a a good a good time for you, you and Amanda. That'll be a good intro trip. And then where are you going, Nick? After I come back from France? Oh, I can't say yet. You can't. We'll talk but about maybe maybe by the time this podcast comes out, I'll be able to say it. But so okay, they'll cool. they'll they'll have an idea. Um, but yeah, so we're really excited about for her. Um, I mean, it's we kind of soft launched it, but we'll be like big <laughs> big launching it yeah. soon. Um, we're hoping for like end of October, early October, November. November. Yeah. yeah. And so for anyone listening um, right now, so until then, we are just hoping to get more women to sign up on our mm-hmm. website. So if you haven't already, be sure to check it out. We have we have a partner that has been amazing in this process who helped us build an yes. amazing website. So shout out to Christy. Christy, we love you. You're our savior. We love <laughs> oh, you so she's much. She's the best. So, yeah, so um, all ladies, please sign up so that you'll get a head start on what's coming up soon. And just keep posted on social. We'll be slowly kind of easing in what's happening and doing takeovers and do posting cute stuff. And so stay yeah. tuned until end of October, November. And yes. it'll be like... I mean, for those yeah. of you ladies who are listening that don't golf, if you're interested in having another hobby, like another just casual hobby that you can go yes. and do with either your boyfriend or your dad or even your mom or whoever, like... Definitely, whoever, yeah, Yeah. definitely um, sign up because it's going to be fun. You'll learn how to golf. We'll help you. We'll teach you. We will teach you. We are going to help you along that way so you're comfortable and ready to go out there on your own. Yes, yes. Well, thank you, Tish, for coming on. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Any other, anything you want to plug versus instead of for her? (laughs) No, I mean, I feel like we covered everything. I mean... Yeah. Can you give How, where can everyone um, find you? So you guys can follow me on my personal Instagram at Tisha Allen. It's T I S H A A L Y N. Also and it's not Tisha Lynn. <laughs> it's Tisha. not Tisha Lynn. All right. Okay. So can I just give that quick backstory in case yeah. anyone cares about following? Okay. So you guys, listen, listen, Linda. Okay. So Linda. My full, Linda, listen. My, <laughs> Linda. Okay. My full first name is Tisha Allen space mm-hmm. i don't know why filipinos do this but they like to give their kids two names like angela grace i am tisha allen mm-hmm. and so that is what my screen name is allen it's not my last name my last name is abrea and but i like to go by my close friends call me allen um my brand name is allen because phonetically spelled is all dash in that's where i have my poker chips and all that that's like my branding scheme mm-hmm. whatever and so <laughs> but you guys can just all call me tish not trish tish yeah, not Trish, not Tisha Lynn. It's yeah. Tish, Tisha, 
all in. Tisha. There you go. And that that's it. So you guys can give me a follow at Tisha Allen and also give our new company page a follow at yes. forher.co. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you want to follow Tisha's, if you want to learn not just golf, but also dance moves, maybe we should have, <laughs> maybe we have that, should have a section of for her and just like Tisha's dancing, like learn how to dance with Tisha Allen. Oh my gosh. Like learn how to dance on the golf course with okay. Tisha Allen. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But if you want to learn not just golf, not just how to swing a golf club, but also if you want to learn how to dance, you definitely need to go follow Tisha's page. <laughs> oh my gosh, thanks. I mean, for any any of you guys who are just thinking about getting into golf or you just are like maybe it's crossed your mind, definitely not just give myself a follow, but give Nikki a follow as well because one of the things that I feel that we do really well is not only we straight we stay true to ourselves, like we really are who we are mm-hmm. on our social um to in person like how you see us right now we keep but it real. also like we, yeah we <laughs> OG um <laughs> we keep it real but then also too like what we always do very well I think is show how fun golf can be through our experiences mm-hmm. so if you're ever questioning it give us a follow maybe we could change your mind and then when you're ready give our company a follow and then when you're ready sign up on our website yes just like that, <laughs> just like that. love it yeah all right, so to finish off, Tish, what mm-hmm. does playing like a girl mean to you? Ooh, playing like a girl, what does that mean to me? Wow, that's a good question. You didn't even prep me for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't prep you at all. I actually didn't even write any, like, questions because, you know, oh, I know you. Usually for, yeah, usually for every guest, I, like, have a list of questions I'm going to ask them. I do research on them, but I was like, nah, we got this. <laughs> nah, you know me. Um, playing like a girl means to me, I think, well, when I think of girl, first of all, and, like, I think of us and everything, I think playing like a girl is just, like, like, just, like, literally living life and being a total badass and crushing it and like being empowered and and inspiring to everyone and uh, everyone around us and and not, it doesn't even it doesn't even mean like oh you play like a girl like mm-hmm. no we are more than that like we, playing like a girl is a privilege like boys you should want to play like a girl okay yeah. so <laughs> that is how i see it <laughs> i love it boys learn how to play like a girl that's right <laughs> love it well, thanks, Tish, it. for coming on today. And, oh yes, God. please That's give Tisha a follow and give forher.co a follow on Instagram. We'll be launching very soon, and we're excited for everyone to see what we have in store. Yay! Thanks, <laughs> Ladies, I'm so excited you got to meet one of my best friends and business partner, Tisha Alanabrea. We are both so passionate about women in sports, and I hope her advice helps you in your athletic career. It would mean the world to us if you gave For Her a follow and signed up to know when we launch our seven-day challenge. Make sure you share this episode with a friend who you think will enjoy this podcast. I'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts on this episode, so head to iTunes to leave a review. You can also send any questions or topics you'd like us to cover by sending us a DM on Instagram at playlikeagirlmp. We want to know what you want to hear. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us at playlikeagirlmp so we know you're listening alongside us. Thank you so much for listening to episode seven of Play Like a Girl. We hope you come back for more. Once again, I'm Nikki V, and remember to never stop playing like a girl. You play ball like a girl! Dirt.